Coming up, we're talking the Outlaws and Mississippi Thunder, the USMTS Modifieds, a Knoxville score for Carson Macedo, and Parker Price Miller's feel-good Sunday win at Houston's. Let's go. Today is Monday, May 9th, 2022. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. So much racing called off because of weather over the weekend. The biggest show on the docket was the Ward of Outlaws late models and USMTS modifieds at Mississippi Thunder Speedway in Wisconsin for the Dairyland Showdown. On the late model side, we had all three races won by guys who are not Outlaw Series regulars with Bobby Pierce, Jonathan Davenport, and Mike Marler bagging victories. Another storyline from the weekend is Dennis Herb Jr. extending his points lead after three not-so-great nights for Max Blair. We did end up adding some more Lucas guys on Friday and Saturday with Brandon Shepard coming in to drive Boom Briggs' backup car. We also had Tyler Herb and Spencer Hughes join Garrett Alberson, who was already in the field. On Friday night, Jonathan Davenport went from eighth to the win in a super methodical performance. Tyler Herb led more than half the race, but he knocked the right rear quarter off his car. And Davenport was able to run him down and drive by on lap 34. Thursday night winner Bobby Pierce ended up second with Herb fading to third. Spencer Hughes fourth after sitting on the pole and Cade Dillard was fifth. On Saturday night, last year's Outlaw Rookie of the Year, Tyler Bruning looked like he was on his way to his first career win and would have been a good night to do it with 50 grand on the line for the winner. But into lap traffic with less than 10 laps to go, Bruning tangled with the lap car of Lance Matthews, sending both drivers around in turn one. Bruning went to the rear and that handed the lead back to pole sitter Mike Marler, who led the final seven laps en route to the $50,000 win. Tyler Herb finished second, uh, Josh Richards hard charged from 21st to finish third, James Giassi was fourth, and Dennis Herb Jr. was fifth. The incident between Bruning and the lab car was almost inexplicable. The whole field had shifted to the bottom, and I don't know if Bruning just got impatient or what happened, but into one, he just flat drove through the 90 machine. Marler was chasing him at the time, but the 16 wasn't really under a ton of pressure. I've watched it probably 10 times, and I can't seem to figure out what he was doing. Bruning ended up 20th on the night after the contact. Uh, Davenport uh, was also fast again on Saturday night, but he also finished 10th, or he also finished down the order in 10th after bowing out of the lead battle earlier in the night with a flat left rear. He ran as high as second in the race. As for the outlaw points battle, finishes of 15th, 17th, and 25th were not what Max Blair needed this weekend. He's now 98 points back of Herb, who ended up with finishes of 7th, 14th, and 5th. Tanner English and Bruning do remain within reasonable striking distance, though, in third and fourth in the standings. The series is off this weekend with a three-night trip to Pennsylvania on tap in 10 days. With his uh, experience in that part of the country, Blair really needs to capitalize on those races in Pennsylvania to stay in the hunt with Herb. With the USMTS on Friday night, it was all Jake Tim. He started on the pole and led all 40 laps to score the $5,000 victory. Zach Vanderbeek tried to run him down in lap traffic, but he picked up damage inside tent to go and faded back at the end. He still finished second with Thursday winner Lucas shot in third. On Saturday night, we had four different drivers lead, but late in the going, seventh starting Dustin Sorensen, who's also the series points leader, slipped by Shane Sabraski and drove away to the $10,000 victory. Caden Carter actually finished second with Sabraski third at the end. Sorensen leaves Mississippi Thunder with a 63-point advantage over Rodney Sanders in the championship standings. They traveled to Red Dirt, uh, Red Dirt Raceway and Tri-State Speedway, uh, both in Oklahoma this coming weekend. 
I picked up a Racing Dirt subscription this past week to kind of get more into the USMTS. Uh, I've been saying I'm going to do that all season and finally did it this week. Uh, and I thought the racing over the weekend was really solid with those guys. Both Friday and Saturday's features were slowed by just a single caution each. And guys were able to kind of race all over the racetrack. A lot of big names, uh, big modified names in these fields as well. I need to watch some more races, though, so I can start kind of recognizing the cars and who was who. I kind of struggled uh, at times to kind of figure out what I was watching and who I was watching. But I was also impressed by the Mississippi Thunder track itself. I feel like if you follow the Outlaw channels on social media, you probably saw a, uh, a lot of that praise for Mississippi Thunder. But really super racy little joint. Uh, I thought the late models and modifieds put on a really good show there. Uh, pretty small place. I think it's a three eights, but high banking. You know, you had four or five wide at times. So uh, if that's not a track you've checked out, I would definitely recommend doing that as well. Uh, as expected, with so much racing called off or not on the schedule, the 410 Sprint Car Field at Knoxville on Saturday night was super deep. They had 43 cars on the property. It seems like when possible, there are a lot of guys that head to Knoxville to get laps and build those notebooks for later in the year. Carson Macedo was the only World of Outlaws regular who made the trip, and it paid off for the JGR 41 squad. They started fifth, took the lead with five to go, and snagged that $5,000 win over Sam Haferteep Jr. and Justin Henderson. The field also included names like Kerry Madsen, Aaron Reitzel, Gio Selzy, and a bunch of the all-star guys, Courtney and Elias, and a bunch of those guys. Not shocking to see Macedo and the 41 fast at Knoxville. They've obviously been way fast there before. And I think they should be a favorite there when the Outlaws go to Iowa in June and again for the Nationals in August. On Sunday, a lot of those teams that went to Knoxville then went to Houston's for their weekly 410 program. Mark Dobmeyer led early from the pole, but with 14 laps to go and Parker Price Miller coming after him, Dobmeyer lost the handle in between one and two. He didn't spin all the way out, but the mistake was all PPM needed. He survived a few late restarts and drove away to the win. Aaron Reitzel finished second and Austin McCarl was third. It was a big time feel good win for PPM who's been battling that cancer this season. Afterwards in victory lane, he said, quote, it's my first win since starting the treatment. After the checkered, I was getting a little teary eyed. I didn't know if I was ever going to race again. This is going to mean something special in my heart forever, unquote. Super cool to see him get the victory. And we'll see if that turns into some momentum for him in that McGee 11, as they're currently just 24 points behind Tyler Courtney in the race for the All-Star Championship. Uh, just what we've seen so far, he's been fast on that side. He doesn't have an All-Star win yet this season, but... Uh, with what we've seen this this win this last week, and I would not be surprised to see him sneak up there. And I've talked about him in the past couple of weeks on the show anyway as somebody to pay attention to. But I think kind of getting that first win out of the way could really be beneficial to that team. Other weekend open wheel winners included Clinton Garner in the 360 at Knoxville. Uh, Ty Mahako won in non-wing car at Lincoln Park. Kyle Cummins won with the Power Eye Midgets at Macon. Michael Facino was a USAC Western States Midget winner at Placerville. Justin Sanders won in the sprint car at Placerville. Scotty Thiel won with the IRA at Sycamore. Thiel's now won the first two IRA events of the year. And the Passing Points podcast guys got a win with Lane Goodman bagging a 305 score at Valley Speedway. Another weekend late model action, Brandon Overton bagged 10 grand with the Spring Nationals at East Alabama. He topped Ashton Winger and Michael Page in a race that also included Carson Ferguson, Tim McCready, Joseph Joyner, Shane Clanton, and Ricky Weiss. Nice field there. And at I-75, Corey Hedgecock was a $5,000 winner with the Southern All-Stars. Uh, one news item for you today, the nationwide tire shortage obviously continues to plague Dura Racing. It's something we've talked about, a lot of other people have talked about as well. And the cancellations and postponement, uh, postponements just keep coming. The ASCS has already been a victim this year, and this coming weekend's national tour races at Black Hills are next in line. 
series was supposed to be at the South Dakota track for two nights this coming Friday and Saturday, but yesterday it was announced that the weekend is off because of the lack of tires available from Hoosier. The track is still going to run local sprint cars for 1200 to win on Friday night, and they are offering an extra $200 in tow money for any travelers that want to come in. So with the weekend sacked, the next time we are scheduled to see the ASTS National Tour competitors is May 20th and 21st at Tri-City Speedway. With just four race nights complete so far, Wayne Johnson leads Blake Hahn and Seth Bergman in the ASCS standings. There are two shows on today's streaming schedule. Speed Sport has IMCA action from the Clay County Fair Speedway, and there is Flow Racing 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Monday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.